I'm Sloan Sunt, and welcome back to Bora Voices. In this episode, we have for you some interviews from Food Truck Friday, some senior interviews talking about plans after high school, a segment about getting to know the podcast team, a throwback cold call with Ms. Atkins, and finally, we have an interview with a writer from The Onion. We really hope you enjoy this episode. All right, what's your name? Macy Hudson. Okay, and what is your favorite Food Truck Friday food that you've ever had? Oh, this is the first one that I've ever had, so hopefully this one's good. Good, well, we then it's definitely your favorite. Yeah, oh yeah, the French fries from the last one. Not the last one, it was like right. two, three weeks ago. Then you definitely have like a, a favorite and a least favorite after this. Oh, least favorite after this? Yeah, because you only have two, so one's good. This, might be, this might be my least favorite. Uh-oh. Maybe. Okay. I haven't had it yet, though. High stakes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right, what's your name? Claire. And uh, do you think dinosaur chicken nuggets are better than normal chicken nuggets? Yes, unless they're Chick-fil-A. All right. Hi, my name is Tommy. What's your name? Uh, My name is Macy. What's your favorite food truck that's been to Bora? Uh, I really liked the crepe one. Um, That one was really good. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. What's your name? My name is Aiden Hoffenbeck. And what, like, kind of food truck food do you like the best? Personally, I like international food. That's really cool. Do you have, like, a specific kind of area, like South America or Asia? Uh, More Central European. Mm, Interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, what's your name? Uh, Phoenix. Okay, and um, what is your favorite brand of mac and cheese? It's the Kraft mac and cheese, but, like, the hot Cheeto ones. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you have, like, a favorite type of noodle? Like, I really like the shells. The shells are really cool, but I think it's called rotini. Awesome. And do you think this Food Truck Friday will be delicious? Hopefully. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Hello. What's your name? Ethan Vike. All right. And um, I understand you've eaten hospital food before. Yes. Would you rate... Like, how would you rate that hospital food? I give it an eight. Eight? What hospital was it at? Um, it was the, uh, what was it? I think it was the St. Jude's Hospital. No, that's a children's hospital. Uh, sorry, this was six years ago. That's um, all right. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. All right. Um, well, do you think that this food truck food will be better or worse than that hospital food? Um, I have no clue. I have, uh, never had Peruvian food in my life. Uh, I want to taste it. It opened up my food palate a little bit more. Um, I mean, there's only so much that can be awful. I mean, I guess it could also guarantee on how they cook it and stuff. They overcook it or undercook it. So that can also be an effect. But um, so far, I'm kind of anticipating trying it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. All right, this is the pre-interview for Scarlett Cromwell. Hello. This is the pre tasting of Machu Picchu to see if Scarlett likes it. Scarlett, what do you think of the fries that you got? I I approve. They're bigger than normal fries, and um, they're pretty good so far. Haven't tried the empanada yet, but it looks really good. It is smaller than Tango's. Yes, we're going to do a comparison with Tango's. What do we think? What do we think? It's good. I can't compare it to tangos, though. They're very different, and they're both very good. Hmm. Well, thanks to Scarlett, we now 
still don't know which one is better. So, thank you. Hey, I'm Kendo Gunter here interviewing Hip Hop Hooray. Hi, I'm Allison Miller, owner and operator of Hip Hop Hooray Food Truck. Hey, Allison, how long have you been doing food truck? We have been open for over a year. We opened in November of 2021, and it has been awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. How did you guys get the idea for popcorn as a food truck? So I've always loved popcorn, making it at home, and I've always wanted to own my own business. So I just put the two together and started Hip Hop Hooray, where I make fresh gourmet popcorn on location in a variety of flavors. And I love to use local companies to create local flair flavors as well. That's really awesome. Uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you were able to overcome in making a food truck? The biggest challenge was getting everything that I had visually in my head in real life. So I had the blueprints of my food truck, I had all the bags and the label, and it was just getting everybody else on board to see my vision and make it come to life. That's awesome. What would you tell the Bora students who also want to aspire to be their own businesses? I would say whatever is stuck in your head, get it out on paper and don't let your dreams linger too long. Just get out and start doing it right away. All right. Thank you so much. Go to Hip Hop Hooray, guys. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, guys. Okay. What's your name? Uh, I am Austin B. Okay. And what are your plans after high school? I was going to go to college, probably Boise State, go in for a science degree or computer science, something like that. Awesome. What's your favorite thing about Bora? We're very diverse. We have a great community here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also like the buildings. They're yeah. Cool. What's your least favorite thing about Bora? Zero hour classes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They shouldn't exist. And how many cockroaches have you seen this year? None. I've nice. seen actually none. All right. Thank you. Hello, what is your name? May Roos. Okay, what are your plans after high school? Because I know that you're a senior. Um, that's a terrible question, but I'm going to college. That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite and least favorite part about Bora throughout the two, almost three years you've been here? Okay, uh, least favorite part are the girls' bathrooms in A-Hall because they're like genuinely like vile and disgusting. Um, fa favorite part of Bora is my speech and debate team because you make good friends and you learn cool things. Aw, that's, that's, that's neat because we're at a tournament right now. Okay, um, now final question. How many cockroaches have you seen throughout your years here? I have seen many cockroaches, including having captured one in a cup and then we accidentally left it there and then it died. <laughs> it died. Hi, what's your name? Uh, my name's Lily. Hi, Lily. What are your plans after high school? After high school, I plan on going to college. Um, right now, I am planning on going to BSU, uh, which is a very financially sound and uh, less exciting decision for me, but it'll be a good time. Uh, I probably am going to major in either history or political science, which should be lucrative um, for sure. And um, what has your favorite memory as a senior been? Ooh, okay. Not as a senior, but the most recent memory I have at this school is of me waking up after being thrown across an unnamed classroom. Um, I don't remember anything from before that, but it was, a, it was a pretty good one. I was surrounded by faces of people who, well, they weren't quite familiar faces, but they were, they were lovely, and it was, it was a grand old time. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, what's your name? Leonardo Lazarevich. And uh, what are your plans after high school? Uh, go to university. 
Awesome. And uh, what is your favorite thing about Bora? I really enjoy the school library. <laughs> okay, it's perfect. so nice here. <laughs> and what's your least favorite thing about Bora? I love Bora so much, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, perfect. And how many cockroaches have you seen this year? Like two. All right, perfect. Thank you. Okay, we are here at a podcast club meeting, and we are going to meet the team. So I am Camille. I am a junior, and I'm podcast club president. Um, and I have never played Monopoly before. Also, I am a four-time varsity sports I've lettered four times. So, Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm a junior. I handle social media for podcast. And I've been to a lot of countries. I've been to Greece and Italy and the UK and Austria and Iceland and lots of places. And I'm half of a national qualifying public forum debate team. Hi, I'm Tommy Schmelzenbach. I'm a junior in high school. I really enjoy the outdoors. I love to ride my bike. I love to run. Hi, I'm Sloan Sunt. I am a junior. My role in podcast, I kind of just do stuff for Camille, like kind of vice president, but also like not. I don't know. Anyways, I play oboe and I am the other half of a national qualifying public forum debate team. Hi, I'm Mason Patrick. I am a uh, sophomore and I can I and help interview people and I know how to rap all of rap god and learning Godzilla by Eminem. And this is Scarlett. Hi. She lost her voice. Okay, some honorable mentions before we keep going. Some people who are not here. Kendo, fun fact, he's in a picture in the yearbook, but he's not actually on the list of people in Podcast Club because he came for one meeting at the beginning of the year and they took a picture. So he comes occasionally. We've got Drew, who joined this year literally on picture day. He's in the picture because he walked up and took a picture with us. Um, hi, I'm AV. Uh, I'm head of editing. Uh, I play French horn. Hi, I'm Don. I play violin orchestra. And my role in podcast is I take up a space at the table. Podcast Club meets in the library every Thursday at lunch. And we do really fun stuff, so you should come join. Pam Atkins. Pam Atkins, this is Pat Rose, and this is the prep period cold call. Do you have a second to talk? Sure. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going to start with the basics. How long have you been at Bora? And what have you taught in that time? I've been at Bora since 1992. Okay. I, by the way, I graduated in 91. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. And I have taught every kind of English at every level, plus journalism, newspaper, AVID, and AP seminar. What was your favorite class to teach? I loved teaching uh, junior English. That was uh, just a really fun time for me years ago, and of course, I love the most AP Lit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm going to jump into it now. This is the graduation, I mean, not the graduation, but the uh, going off to college uh, okay. segment. 
and your baby, Grace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. Your youngest, your little bird. Yes. Has left the nest and gone off to college. That happened. Yes. It happened. Right. Um, where is she going? She goes to Pacific Lutheran in Tacoma, Washington. In Tacoma. She's in Tacoma. How's she doing? She's doing great. She loves it. Good. Okay. Now I want to talk about the drop-off experience. Okay. Okay. We all remember that moment being a uh, being a student. We also, I think, as parents, we we remember that very very well. I am a new parent, so I've got a little little time, but I want to talk to you about that. So. Okay. If you, no, 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 what what do you remember about that moment that Grace turned away and walked towards the dorm? Well, I have it in photographs because I kept taking pictures of her as she walked away and across the road and across her campus towards her dorm while I felt like my heart was being ripped out of my chest. So a lot of pictures of her back. Yeah. Walking away. Yeah. So, so. Other than your heart being ripped out of your chest, explain to me how it felt watching her go. Like, give us give us that moment. Well, I mean, for one, uh, and this is advice maybe more to kids. Grace did a smart thing, which was to kind of make that call when after we had helped her move into her dorm that it was time to go, and. We were, her dad and I were very shocked because we thought we would be hanging out longer and then even seeing her the next day. And so she very wisely was like, I think we're done and it's been great and it's time for you guys to go. So she walked us to the parking lot and it was a mixture of feeling really proud of her because I could see her positioning herself to walk back to this new life on the campus and also wisely to know that it would be better if we didn't hang on to her and she didn't hang on to us that it was just kind of like time to go and do this new thing and at the same time it was frightening because you know you know it's you're watching this person walk away from you and you're going to be getting back in your car and in our case driving eight hours back home um, while she lives somewhere else. So it was a mixture of being really proud and really impressed by her maturity and really sad for us that we had to go home without her. Hmm. If you could give Grace any college advice, what would it be? Um... It would be to talk to, start making relationships with other adults on that campus, make sure that she's, um, you know, talking to her professors and not just talking to them, but really trying to uh, make connections to them so that they can be helpful to her and give her good guidance. That's fantastic. Hopefully she'll be listening to this podcast and she'll get that from you if you haven't told her yet. Hopefully she will. Yeah. How are you and and your husband doing at home? We're doing fine at home. And actually, it's a lot of fun to get the very infrequent texts and phone calls that we do get because Grace is having such a good time. And that's really all we wanted is to know that she's learning and being excited and having a lot of fun. It makes it a lot easier to be away from her. 
That's fantastic. That's great. Hey, I know you're a busy person, and I'm cutting into your time. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Um, and um, please listen to the podcast, and I've really enjoyed it. I'll thank you it. very much, All Ms. Right, thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Just be a little lower. Is that my good? There we go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that should, that okay. Should be Perfect. All right. I want it a little lower. Are these headphones for McHenry? Yeah, just click stop there, Chuck. Perfect. I can edit everything else out. Okay. Great. Thanks. Cool. Go whenever you like. Okay. This, this is, is Ruben. Fun. Hi, Ruben. Nice to meet you. I'm Fran. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Um, I am too. I have. I'm a long fan, long-term fan of the Onion, so I'm. I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm gonna, this is going, so I'm gonna go. Okay. I don't like stand around awkwardly. <laughs> uh, In the background. Open the door when you're done. All cool. right. Well, See you I'm, soon. I'm excited to shed some light and talk about it. It's very <laughs> mysterious sometimes. It's it's interesting. Comedy is like, well, it's it's funny. I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't even know what to call comedy because it's not so much a genre or like I guess it is an art form in a way. But it's like comedy can be a tool in a lot of art forms. You know, comedy can be visual. Comedy can be like, you know podcast can be hilarious pieces of artwork can be hilarious and it's so interesting how they can you know comedy is just such a broad subject um that was actually one of my questions i didn't even mean to <laughs> look at me go yeah i was so surprised absolutely um, natural <laughs> i've done this like once or twice before um so how do you how do you look at comedy when you know how how do you feel about it like when you're working on something how do you feel? What do you feel like you're creating? To me, comedy is maybe closest in art form to something like poetry, where sometimes you'll read poetry that is quite structured or quite narrative, has a very, you know, distinct beginning point and a very distinct end point. But I also think there's some poetry that's really abstract and really strange and really visual. I think comedy can also bend form like that too. So, when I approach comedy, when I think about comedy, I'm usually thinking about form, first of all, because despite being really interested in comedy, I don't think I'm a great joke writer in a traditional sense. I'm not right, really yeah. great at setup punchline. And so I try to think of other ways to tell a joke or other ways to tell a story. And for me, there's often been a visual element of that or a really... Um, I guess, numeric part of that. I think a lot of the comedy I was interested in when I was doing my own stuff, stand-up, was really statistical. So I would often do, like, weird little experiments or case studies on my own life and then report back on them. And, you know, for me, comedy, usually when I'm interested in it, when I'm working on it, I'm just like, okay, what does this look like? What is the form it's taking? Yeah, that's so interesting. I I hadn't thought about it in that term. Um, my English teacher so generously asked me, he was like, please use this question. Okay. Three minutes ago, he said this. Okay. Um, what's it like to be a woman in comedy? And as soon as he said it, I was like, why didn't I write that? (laughs) What is it like to be a woman in comedy? I think it is so much better now than it used to be to be a woman in comedy. I think comedy is very slowly but surely diversifying and you know cultural standards of what we consider funny are broadening in a really exciting way and I think audiences are excited to hear from new voices 
But it is certainly something that's been tricky at times. And I think a lot of this comes down to thinking that you can only do comedy about your lived experience or that the only things that are funny to you are your lived experience. So I think right now culture has a bit, there's a bit of a push and pull, kind of a plague of what I, of relatability of like stuff that is good has to be stuff you relate to. I don't think that's true at all. I don't really want to see myself projected on screen. Like I live with myself. I don't need to watch myself. (laughs) So I think keeping an open mind with the experiences you take in and observe and laugh with and at are really good. So I think audiences feel more ready for that for women in comedy. But I certainly, I think, have been, you know, victim to some very old school sexism or stuff like that where, you know, writers I'd work with, you know, The Onion, I think, often draws on, like, newspapers but also magazines. And once someone was like, you know, let us know what's going on in, like, Cosmo and Vogue. It's like... Men can pick up Cosmo and Vogue. This is not exclusive to women. Yeah. Um, anyone has access to anything. And so I think it's not only, you know, that like women are getting the opportunity to share their experiences, but that other people just from any walk of life are willing to like step outside of themselves and learn a little bit more about what's around them. Um, yeah. Yeah. That That's interesting. That's super valuable. You know, I think... Well, okay, as a queer person, as a young queer person, it's interesting because I feel like I've grown up in a time where there is, you know, a lot more, like I've grown up with a lot more representation in many, many places, you know, whether it's comedy or whether it's television or whatever it is. And so it's interesting to think about, like, how do you make the the choice to become a comedian or to work in comedy when... It's an industry that is kind of known to, for being a little bit hostile and sexist and well, and also homophobic, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think some of it comes down to just having like a really thick skin, which is not an easy thing to do and sometimes really horrible to just be like, well, I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen to someone say a terrible thing and I can speak up or I can just like take it in stride. There's definitely been a lot of that. And, you know, you build up a good sort of wall against that stuff. But I think what's amazing about culture now is that we have enough female comedians. And I think this is true of like, not only like queer comedians or queer art also, like we have enough of it now. We're like, I cannot like some of it, which is amazing. Right? Um, I love that too. I, oh my God, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, (laughs) we're like, I think that's an amazing sort of, you know, um, we're so fortunate, like a cornucopia of stuff where, you know, there can be female, I don't have to engage with every single female comedian. Um, I don't, you know, my background with queerness is a little more complicated, but like I don't have to engage (laughs) with every sort of queer comic. I can be like, this is the one that I actually think sort of speaks to me and this is one that kind of I want nothing to do with or I don't think is very good, but they're allowed to continue on their path. They don't have to be like the pillar of representation for a whole community of people. And I think the fact that we have so many women and queer people and people of color in comedy right now is like really important. Really, I think the biggest barrier to entry in comedy and arts in general is usually like social class in that, you know, it's a very underpaying art form and it really helps if you are able to come from money or some kind of generational wealth and afford to do a lot of work for no money for a long time. 
Yeah. Versus the people who have to, you know, work a d- job all day and then go do show- shows for free. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Ruben, that thank was a you. blast. Um, this is so fun. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate your support. In our next episode, we will be having a segment talking about the board tunnels. So stay tuned for that. Again, I'm Sloan. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora's Voices. These are Bora Voices. And these are Bora Voices.